0: five questions with the sports and entertainment attorney presented by Brooklyn Law School sports and entertainment law blog. I'm your co-host Jared Weiner, and today we're joined by Jackie Sacco from Vivo. She is the director of business affairs of Vivo and a Brooklyn Law School alumni class of 2011. Welcome Jackie.
1: Hi, thank you.
0: So most of our listeners are probably familiar with Vivo to some degree from coming across the name with music videos. Can you briefly describe to our listeners what Vivo does and what your position as the director of business affairs at the company entails?
1: Sure. So in general, Vivo, it's the largest sort of all premium music video distribution platform. Um, So basically on the platform, there's a lot of licensed official music videos that we get from labels and artists and um, content aggregators. And then... And we also create a lot of original content with all levels of artists um, via sort of different performance series. Um, There's one called Lift, which is kind of artists who are about to pop off. So it's like Olivia Rodrigo. We did one with like right before she hit really big. like one with Doja Cat, um, Discover, which is more kind of like up and coming artists. And then there's a series called The Official Live Performance, which is with kind of like very A-list artists. Um, Recently, we did one with Ariana Grande and uh, one with like The Weeknd, like people like that.
0: Now, so you said it's a premium service. So does that mean with all these things you were just describing outside of the traditional Vivo music video channels that people see on YouTube that this is sort of a, a paid subscription service.
1: So what I mean by that is that we offer premium content really. So um, there's only like official music videos and music videos we produce. So um, there's not kind of like like fan content or like UGC kind of content that's uploaded. Um, it's actually an ad supported service. So, so there is no um, paid subscription tier, um, but, but yeah i mean it's distributed via all all platforms so there's you can find vivo through youtube you can also find vivo via the owned and operated service vivo which um is on a lot of like connected tv platforms for instance so
0: gotcha okay thanks for clarifying so prior to working at vivo you worked in-house at a bunch of different entertainment companies such as iHeart music Um, Can you briefly describe to our listeners how you knew entertainment law was sort of the avenue you wanted to go and what made you gravitate towards these in-house positions?
1: Sure. Um, Yeah. So before Vivo, uh, I worked in business affairs at iHeartMedia for almost eight years. Um, And I started there pretty, pretty much out of law school. And I think... So going back to the, the full question on how I knew I wanted to do entertainment law, the, I think the idea started creeping around my head probably when I was in college um, uh, that I wanted to work in music. I didn't really know in what capacity. I didn't know a lot of people who did this as a profession. Um, but I went to NYU. I went to concerts like all of the time. I was like surrounded by it. It was like something that I was like, wow, this would be really interesting to be a part of. Um, so, you know, I think during law school, then my 2L year, I started doing um, an internship in um, at the startup called Thumbplay that was an on demand music platform before Spotify. If I was in the U.S. and I really enjoyed it. And then after that, I did another internship my like 2L summer through the end of law school um, at EMI um, in the business affairs department that was handling like digital distribution deals. And um, again, I really loved it. Like I liked the people I worked with. I liked working with um, all different departments. So in these roles, a lot of times I was uh, you know, working on the business affairs team, working with other lawyers, but also um, doing a support role with like engineers, with marketing people, um, with like people in all sorts of roles, like business development people, and. Uh, I I realized I liked working in house because part of it I liked working with a lot of different um, types of professionals and and kind of helping them achieve whatever they are trying to achieve, Um, which is, I think, kind of unique to being in house. so I think that's when I decided, yeah, this is a career path I really want. Um, and then it was really a question of how do you get there? (laughs) Um, and, you know, I think I had my doubts as to whether or not it would work out at some point, but, um, something kind of crazy happened. And around 2010, when I was, I was still interning at EMI, I was like in uh like my last year of law school i guess um clear channel radio acquired that company thumbplay that i had done the internship at and essentially uh they they uh, uh, relaunched iHeartRadio using um, the personnel and using like some of the licenses gained from that app. So, you know, my old boss from Thumbplay, who was also a BLS alum, um, he, you know, became the head of business affairs at Clear Channel uh, and then the re- rebranded iHeartMedia. Um, and around a little bit after I graduated, I joined that team and it was a really Cool and exciting time there, where you know they're really relaunching this iHeartRadio brand. The business was like charting a whole bunch of new paths. Um, you know, there was a new music app. There was a big national events business happening. So that's like the iHeartRadio Music Festival in Vegas, or um, we started touring Jingle Ball um, into like a twelve-city national tour, um, and then doing all of these other like tentpole festival events and then um, also leveraging that events business into a a, like original content business and content licensing business. So creating like using those events, cutting them down uh, and making them into TV shows, selling TV shows. So uh, it was really like soup to nuts doing production work on television shows Um, doing, you know, music clearance work, working with artists, um, doing event kind of side work, like working with venues and things like that. Um, uh, So it was all over the place. So much fun. um, Such good experience. And, you know, I got to work with all different departments at iHeart because we kind of sat in the seat that was adjacent to so many different businesses throughout the company um, that you know we'd work with artist relations, we'd work with booking, programming, um, engineering, marketing, like everyone pretty much. And yeah, it was great.
0: Right, interesting. Yeah, it sounds like you got a lot of great experience in those early jobs. And one thing you said was that you got to work with a lot of different people in a lot of different departments. And I was wondering, in your opinion, in those in-house positions, you still get to work with different people, different departments. What is the difference between, say, those in-house positions and if you're working on representing an artist themselves from a transactional standpoint?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I think... Look, you always are thinking about who your client is that's part of being a lawyer, right? So if your client is a company like in as it is in an in-house role, um, you're taking into consideration a lot of different things and a lot of different departments who are trying to accomplish different things and kind of synthesizing that information over time. Like, you become better in-house once you've been at a company for a long time, because you start to know the business inside and out. When you're representing a single artist, a single client, I think, uh, you know, you're probably taking direction from them in a lot of ways as to, like, what they want to get out of their career as an individual, right? Um, And then using that to kind of get the best deal for them um, you know so it's a much more one-to-one interaction versus like representing a business where you're kind of just synthesizing a lot of needs at once having said that though you're dealing with a lot of different players from an artist side too you're dealing with management you're dealing with the artists themselves um, you know sometimes touring agents like all different types of people but I think there's there's different like pros and cons to both right um, I mean I think working In house, um, you know, you're sometimes exposed to a variety of issues and and types of deals, which is really fun. Um, In addition to you know getting to work with like lots of different people and lots of different creative roles.
0: You know, talking about all these experiences, sounds like you've had some great stuff early on, and have been through all these positions now and gotten to where you are. What's one thing you wish you knew when you were first starting out?
1: Hmm. Um, I think when I was first starting out, you know, I was pretty, I was pretty green when I started at iHeart and I, I felt, I felt intimidated a lot of times in some of the early deals I was working on. Um, one of the first, uh, big shows I ever worked on at iHeart was, um, the 12 12 concert for Sandy Relief, which was like, had this like crazy, uh, lineup. It was it was at MSG and we did it with MSG in a partnership and it was basically like Bruce Springsteen and Paul McCartney and Roger Waters and Rolling Stones and Alicia Keys. Like it was like a crazy lineup and I was I was pretty green and I started I kind of just jumped in and started working on talent deals.
0: That's a big project to you know get your foot in the door and first start out on.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you know, to be honest, like I wasn't completely comfortable, completely confident at the time. So I think the way that I got through that and like what I kind of needed to tell myself at that time was that, you know, you do have the tools, even if you haven't done it to figure out how to get through it. Um, A lot of it is, you know, using common sense, using a kind of your, what you did learn in law school, like what experiences you did have before and just kind of like walking through it as best as you can. Um, and, you know, it's more, it's, it, you can pick things up more than you, you might feel like, you might be too nervous <laughs> to, to kind of like dive in. But um, I think just going through the process itself, you learn so much. Um, I also think in the early days, like I think it would have been helpful if someone's like, it's okay, you can just like be yourself. And I think my boss told me this at some point, like in my first year of practicing, like, um, cause I think I used to kind of him and ha about like sending an email I'm like oh what what's my tone in this email how am I coming across do I seem experienced enough you know because I, I had sort of um, a complex a little bit like I was just like oh everyone I'm working with like they probably have done more deals than I have um, and you know do I need to come off a certain way and frankly I think the best way to be is like to come off as yourself like you can be professional you can be friendly to people that you're negotiating with, um, you don't need to come off as like rude or a bulldog all the time just because like, that's what some people think lawyers are like.
0: Right. So, so basically be authentic, but yeah. keep it professional.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> We've all heard stories of, you know, people being themselves too much in a time or place that isn't appropriate. Sure, but- sure.
1: I mean, I mean, within the bounds of being appropriate.
0: So speaking of the pros and cons, of, you know, working in this really exciting place in the legal industry, what's the biggest misconception about working in entertainment law?
1: I mean, look, I think it's always going to be, it's not all going to concerts and cool parties, right? It's, I mean, I'm uh, not going to lie. I've been to a, a cool concert or a cool party in my years, but um, part part of it's not the main part of the job. It's always going to be kind of getting the deals done, you know, putting in the hours, being um, being attentive to like, especially in an in-house role, like basically you have different departments who have different needs and you're kind of just there to service, you know, whatever they're working on at all times. Um, so I think, You know, the hours are sometimes not amazing. Um, There's, you know, sometimes long nights, there's sometimes weekends, Um, particularly I'd say entertainment or music is a business where there's not really a nine to five as much.
0: Right. So you have to have a flexible schedule and keep in mind that it's a lot of hard work for a little bit of fun at the end.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think it's important to kind of keep, you know, you have to find the fun in it, even if that's just, like, not not going to concerts or not going to parties. Sometimes that's enjoying the company of, like, the people that you work with, enjoying being part of that team, um, finding fun in what you're actually working on. It's like, you know, sometimes I would work on like some creative marketing projects and, you know, the team would explain them to me and I'd like, be like, that sounds crazy. (laughs) Um, and I'm like, let's try to figure out how to make it work. And that was sort of the fun of it sometimes is, um, approaching things as creatively as possible and kind of, you know, thinking through different solutions, um, which, you know, was always like, challenging but also could be really fun
0: right yeah obviously if you enjoy the work you're doing on a day-to-day basis that makes everything a lot easier for
1: sure yeah
0: so what advice would you give to someone interested in going into a career in entertainment law
1: let's see I would say you know, take, you have to show a demonst- like a demonstrated interest, I'd say, while you're still in school, like it really helps. So that might mean taking like related classes, if you can find them, um, and, you know, getting those experiences in, but also having something then when you're going on like interviews for internships, you can talk about, Hey, I'm really interested in this kind of law. That's why I took this class. That's why I learned X, Y, and Z in it. Um, I mean, you, the more experience you get, or the more you can show someone that you've been exposed to, or have done something before you're being hired to do it, the better. Right. So, um, and that just means, I think, getting as much experience as you can before you graduate. It means, you know, reaching out to people, especially um, within the alumni network. There are a lot of like um, grads of Brooklyn Law School that like work in entertainment, that work in music. Um, you know, I, I didn't even realize that, to be honest, until after I graduated and started working um when you know I would negotiate with artist attorneys when I would negotiate with people at other companies like I would kind of talk to them and like oh okay you graduated that year okay like a lot of folks went to BLS um and a lot of people I think are more approachable and more like open to talking to students than you might realize um so I think that's all good and then you know, just learn as much as you can, do as much as you can while you have the time and you're in school. So that might mean, you know, keeping up with like reading like the trades, music law, blogs, and like keeping up with like what's going on because it is ever-changing and keeping up with that stuff is impressive um, to people that you might be like interviewing with or even just like talking to. And, you know, it's just... I'd say being as informed as you can about the industry and the business that you want to go into is pretty important as well as the legal aspects.
0: Yeah. I think that's great advice. You know, learn everything you can get as much experience as you can and talk to people that know more than you essentially. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that about wraps it up. It's been great talking to you, Jackie.
1: Great talking to you as well, Jarrett.
0: Thanks again to Jackie for joining us on this episode of Five Questions with the Sports and Entertainment Attorney. I'm your co-host, Jared Weiner. Thanks for listening.